This episode was brought to you by Canna Comforts. Canna Comforts was formed to help those in need of an all-natural but effective alternative to prescription drugs. Canna Comforts heals your mind, body, and soul with the finest all-natural products on earth. Be sure you check out the description box for a link to their website and also use code DIARY25 to get 25% off your order. y'all welcome back to another episode of diary of mad black man my name is blake i'm the host and author of this podcast diary and all this good dope black healing that i've been doing over the past almost two years doing this podcast um so today is uh wednesday august 11th 2021 it is a it is excuse me 1 21 p.m in the afternoon and i am finishing up Part three of a three-part series uh, for this uh, little mini-series season, three-part episode that I'm putting out about Podcast Movement 2021. Um, This episode here is really going to be how it all ended. So if this is your first time tuning into my podcast, this is your first time listening to one of these three episodes, I recommend you stop right now. Go back to 118 and start from the beginning because you're going to miss some parts. You're not going to fully understand the whole story. However, you do what you do. You know what I'm saying? I get my recommendations and, you know, everybody has their own free will. You know, so, um, yeah, I'm going to dive right back in and talk about how it all ended. You know, uh, I spoke on Wednesday and then when I left Wednesday is like the first time I was like, you know, what, I'm going to really deal with this whole car situation, get it all figured out. But then I got up on Thursday. I was like, you know what? Today is possibly the last day that I'll be attending this conference because I knew that Friday was going to be my day that I could potentially be needing to deal with everything for my car. So I woke up and I was like, you have two tasks for today. One is to figure out how you're going to get home. That's the priority task. You have to do that above all else. Um, The other one was to be sure that you somehow meet Charlemagne, get him to autograph your copy of Black Privilege and get a picture with him. Those were my two tasks for the day. As long as I got them two tasks done that day, I felt like I was going to be accomplished, right? So that morning I'm getting up, I'm making sure I got everything. And I even changed my outfit last minute. Like I had this, like I had some nice jeans and, you know, some other stuff that I was going to put on. I was like, you know what? I want to be comfortable. I got a lot going on. I need to be able to process and do all this other stuff. Like now I'm contacting shipping companies. I'm trying to maybe book a flight, book a bus, you know, figure out if a friend's got to come get me. I don't really know. So I was like, yeah, you're going to be a little stressed today just trying to do all of this. Let's just be comfortable. So I chose to be comfortable that day. Took my laptop with me, um, you know, and I was like, you know, we're going to make the best of it. You killed it yesterday. You did an amazing job speaking. Um, you have so much recognition and you met so many great people already. Um, just continue to do what you do. Show up, be yourself and get shit done. So um, <clears throat> the first blessing of the day um, comes when I get into my Lyft ride. Um, my driver, Lynette, at the time. Um, 
you know, we were just talking. She was like, you know, how's your day? You know, some Uber drivers get in. You know, you could tell they don't want to talk. But she was really nice and courteous. You know, we had a little conversation. So I told her, you know, what I was there for, uh, what I was there doing, um, and even brought up my car situation. And um, she's like, oh, well, you know, I have a mechanic who is actually coming out to look at my car. Um, She's like a mobile mechanic. And if you want, maybe I can give her your number. Maybe you can see if she can come out and look at it. I'm like, uh, yes, absolutely. Like, yes, can somebody come look at my car? Because I had already took this car to like two or three different shops um, in Nashville. And I was getting a run around. Like, people were just weren't, I felt like they weren't being fully honest with me about everything. And I felt like I was about to get got by a mechanic, by a shady mechanic in Nashville. And so I was just super excited when she handed me the contact. And so, um, I just really thought like, yo, like I'm finna, I'll, I'll be all right. It's just all going to work out. Um, because then I get there, um, and one of the first conferences presentations that I saw was, um, I believe this was on Thursday, but yeah, I saw, um, no, well, yeah, this was Thursday. I saw a presentation by Twilla, um, BIPOC women in podcasting and she did a presentation. It was a super powerful presentation. Um, but it was a very, um, powerful moment for me because I saw myself in her you know what I'm saying even though she was there uh, mostly you know just talking about women in podcasting but I here I am I see another black person who's created their own lane and is doing amazing and dope stuff and this presentation she's giving is super inspiring I'm like that could be me you know what I'm saying I kind of look around the room and I see Talib and Latrice and all these other black creatives and it was again listening to her presentation I don't know what it was uh well I have an idea what it was I think it's just because she's just super fucking dope and her presentation was super interesting and I love research so to see somebody doing research and podcasting I was just like super intrigued but it was a moment that I was like, I'm in the right place. You exactly, you are exactly where you're supposed to be, Blake. Don't worry about it. These anxiety-filled thoughts are not, they're just thoughts. They're not going to kill you and take you out the game. Like, just chill out. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I also knew that day that um, there's going to be a really dope presentation by Charlemagne, Jill Scott, and Dolly Bishop. And so I was super excited to attend that as well. Um and so when I go to that presentation, it was another one that was just super powerful. And one of the things that I took away the most, well, yeah, one of the many things I took away from this presentation, listening to them speak um, on the stage was just seeing them be unapologetically them. Like it wasn't about the Jill Scott, although it was the Jill Scott, like it was like the Jill Scott, but you, I could see and I could feel her authenticity listening to Charlemagne, like when he first came out i don't know who was playing that country music but he instantly hopped on the mic was like i did not choose this music to walk out here to <laughs> you know what i'm saying but it's just seeing other black people be themselves like just be you it's like I can really just be myself in this shit, you know what I'm saying, regardless of what's going on, how I'm feeling, you know, Jill Scott even came out a little late, you know what I'm saying, and they was like, look, it's Jill Scott, like, she gonna be a little late, like, ain't ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna say nothing, you know what I'm saying, like, but again, it was just another experience, a part of all this greatness that's going on, it's like, yo, 
you are really in the right space. And listening to some of the things that they were saying about podcasting, I really was so inspired the most by um, by Dolly Bishop and what she said, because she's really the one she's the president of the Black Effect Podcast Network. And just listening to her and how in nine months she's now on a list. I don't have the information in front of me. I don't know who exactly made this list or whatever, but she's one of the top 10 most powerful people in podcasting um, and what she's been able to do to, to create and run this network along with Charlemagne. Like, I'm just super excited um, to have heard her talk firsthand about her experiences and how she's saying things that I'm experiencing too, which is that every day we're kind of figuring this out. Every day there's a new challenge. There's something else, you know, when you're dealing with sponsorships and business and trying to work things out. Like, it, like my takeaway was it's a constant process of you constantly figuring it out, but she's doing it. You know, they're doing it, which also let me know that I can do this shit too. You know what I'm saying? And from that, you know, I also saw her as, you know, somebody who, you know, I think a lot of times when we look at people who have, a lot of celebrity and you know a lot of status and if a lot of success we look at them as somebody as out of reach but um dolly is somebody who i saw was just like you know just like a regular old girl from around the way you know what i'm saying it's the vibe she gave me who just happened to you know have been doing work in media for a number of years and when Charlemagne decided to start you know black effect network she he tapped her shoulder to be the president and, and now she's doing it. And I just love to see the fact that um, similar to how I'm building the Black Podcast Club, you know, when Charlemagne now has an opportunity, he knows people to call to put into position to further expand this mission that's going to help other people, you know, elevating black voices is ultimately what it was also about. I also understand now the power of my voice and my story and being authentic and unapologetic about who I am. And it was really just fucking dope. Like to also hear, you know, Jill Scott talk about how oftentimes, you know, she does things where she may need to, you know, ground herself as well. You know, hug a tree, put her feet in some grass to hear them talk about things that I currently do to like deal with all the shit that comes with just living life here on this planet. It was rewarding and refreshing and I'm just super thankful. And so after that presentation, um, as they're getting off stage and they're walking off, I see somebody go up and they get Charlemagne and he starts talking to people. Right. And I was like, something in me was like, this is your moment to get your autograph. Go get it. Go, 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 go. So I go up to him. And, bruh, I don't know what the fuck came over me, but I literally was, like, kind of starstruck. Not even kind of. I was. Like, I remember, like, my stomach immediately started to, like, it wasn't the bubble guts, but it was something like it. Like, I got was a little flustered, and I was just, like, and he was, like, yo, like, I walked to him, and I was, like, well, what's up, man? And I feel like there was, like, a 10-second pause where I was just standing there, like, uh, but I don't. I hope that that's not what happened from his end. But eventually, I was like, "Yo, can you sign my book?" Like, he was like, "Absolutely, King. What's your name?" I was like, "I'm Blake," and I was like, "Yo, I just really appreciate um, everything you do to raise awareness about mental health. Like, fuck what anybody got to say about Charlemagne. Like, I've seen him grow as a man from who he once was to who he is now." 
And the first book of his that I read was Shook Ones. And when he talked about his struggles with anxiety and going to therapy and all the work that he's done to use his platform to bring awareness to mental health and to end the stigma. Like this was like this dude is like one of my idols, like somebody I really look up to. And here I am, like right here just talking to him. And he's just super humble and down to earth. And I'm like, last thing I remember saying was like, would you be willing to come on my show to be a guest on my podcast? Talk about mental health. He was like absolutely send me an email go to my bio and send me an email i was like okay this is dope all right bet i'm gonna send you an email right now um and that was it and i was like holy shit like i just met this man like he signed my book i'm super fucking hype and excited like i was literally on like cloud nine and then as i'm walking around, i'm like fuck i didn't get a picture i didn't get a picture my task is like halfway complete like 50% you're failing like that's how I felt but then I was like nah it's all good you know what you got the signature you're gonna send him an email I know he's gonna join my podcast because this is somebody who I've been wanting to be on my podcast for a while but now it's finally happening so I'm like I'll be all right so um so after their presentation is fully over again like he eventually goes off stage and we all kind of reconvene and we're just all standing outside in the lobby kind of trying to figure out what's going on and then uh, somebody was like, yo, Charlemagne and them standing right behind y'all. And I'm like, I slowly turn around and there he is just standing in the hallway. Him, Dolly, you can tell it's like some more people from iHeart. And he's just like standing in the lobby of this conference, just like talking to people, just like regular. And I'm just like, yo, are you serious? And then I was like, this is your chance to go get your picture. So... I go up to him, me and Talib and Latrice, we all kind of talking to him. And Latrice, shout out to Latrice. Latrice is somebody who can definitely keep her cool under pressure because me, I'm still kind of like fanning out a little bit. Like, I don't know what to say. I'm probably going to say something stupid. But um, she starts talking to him about the Afros and Audio Festival and what we're there for and what we're doing. I like really, really representing how Latrice represents and showing up and doing what she does best. You know what I'm saying? Um... And this man takes out his phone and he's like, yo, I love what y'all doing. I love to work with y'all. Take my number. And I'm just standing there watching Latrice put this man's number into her phone. He was like, yeah, all y'all just hit me up. We definitely going to work. What? Hold on. What? And then, then it gets even better. It gets even better. Then I see Dolly. Dolly standing like behind us. I'm like, oh my god, this is who I really want to talk to. Like, I because I'm so interested in a podcast network and what it takes to run one and have one, and because I know she's like the president, so she's the one that's like she's the one that's directly over everything. I really want to know what her experience is like and learn more from her and what she's been doing and how she's just been building everything, you know, um, along with Charlemagne. And so I walk up to her and I'm like, hi, Dolly. Um, my name is Blake. I was like can I get a picture with you? She's like, who, me? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh my God, of course. Yeah, definitely. And she's like, yeah. And so we take our picture. Um, it came out very blurry. I don't know why. Like my phone been taking these blurry pictures lately. I was a little upset about that afterwards, but I didn't care because the fact of the matter is I got the picture. And so I just started talking to her about podcasting and what she's been doing and what I'm doing. And she's just, again, super humble super down to earth you know i kind of thought for a long time when i would meet certain people um that 
I would get the feeling that they weren't like approachable in a sense. Like I just I don't know. Like I'm not really big into like celebrities or celebrity culture and stuff like that. But these are pretty big name people, and I was just I mean honestly like I was a little intimidated. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't want to mess up and say something stupid. You know what I'm saying? I'm like nervous as shit. You know I got my own personal stuff going on. Uh, with my whole car, my living situation, transportation, how I'm going to get home. So I'm already, like, kind of, you know, anxiety on a thousand, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like, I'm just trying to keep it all together, keep it cute, keep it classy type shit, you know what I'm saying? But um, at the end of the day, like, so we all met, exchanged numbers, exchanged contact information. And then it was as they were walking away, um, I believe she was saying something to Talib and, um, she was like, oh, yeah, well, I, I, this is what I remember. I don't remember everything because, again, I was kind of all over the place inside my head trying to keep it together in this moment. But she was like, well, yeah, well, I just gave Blake my email address. You know, feel free to share it. You know, y'all got Charlamagne's number now. So just call us. You know, we're definitely going to work and be in touch. I literally almost fell out in that moment. I was like, are you serious? This? is happening right now like the like <laughs> i was so happy bro like i definitely it was like i need to go outside and like because also i need to go outside and call these shipping companies and stuff like that but i definitely went outside and shed like a happy tear because it was just like yo like this time last year i was broke homeless living in a hotel trying to build the black podcast club trying to just find a way and it's so beautiful to now see a year later to have these experiences to know that i'm still going to experience more stuff like this more things are going to happen it's only going to get better this is only the beginning of what is to come in the future with all of this and I'm so grateful, so thankful. Like, there's so much more um, that's going to come from all of this, from my experiences at Podcast Movement. I'm still, like, processing everything. Like, it's only been a couple days. Like, I ain't going to lie. These past two days, I've just been kind of just resting. Like, I literally slept the majority of the past two days, which lets me know that my body's really exhausted and also that I probably switched my diet up because I ate a lot of Waffle House in Nashville ate a lot of stuff I know I shouldn't have been eating like I even think I had pulled pork one day um thank god it didn't it didn't tear my stomach up the way I thought it would have but it definitely just I felt like I I know I haven't been eating right lately definitely hasn't been all plant-based lately um but moreover um last thing I want to share with you guys um is how I got home so after all this great stuff is going on, you know, I met Charlemagne, all these amazing people that I really wanted to meet. It's like, yeah, I really got to figure this shit out. I get a call that afternoon from the mechanic who's like, yeah, I'll come out tonight. Look at your car. See what's going on. Um, maybe I'll be able to fix it either tomorrow or, or Saturday. I got some time, you know, of course, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, I'm hyped. You know what I'm saying? So everything, like I'm on like cloud nine. I, I met amazing people. I got my picture. I got my autograph. And now I got a mechanic coming out to look at my car. Um, the lady comes out. She brings her and her partner. They put my car on a little code. They even drive my car a little bit. Um, give me some ideas on what they think it is. They pull up the code. Uh, they think it's a speed sensor, which is another code that another uh, that the other shop has told me it was too. And 
So she's like, yeah, we'll be able to fix it and we'll go home and see what kind of labor it's going to require. Let you know the cost. We charge $80 an hour. You know, the part online is like, you know, maybe $150, $200, but we get a nice discount with our O'Reilly's account. So I'm like, cool, it's going to work out. She's going to come fix my car. It's going to be all good. Um, so then Friday morning comes. This is also the day that I have to check out of my hotel room. So Friday comes and she calls me. She's like, well, you know, I kind of want to come and look at it again because you're really, your car is really holding two codes, one for the speed sensors, one for the Cadillac converter. Um, but I just want to check the cats just to be sure that it's not that because she fixed the speed sensor and it's something else. She didn't want to like, felt like I was getting screwed or what I'm like whatever do what you gotta do come look at it tell me what you gotta do because either i'm gonna get this car fixed by you or i'm gonna probably get it shipped back home at this point i had been pricing had found a company found another way home i was gonna get on the bus and at that point i was just ready for either plan a or plan b to execute so she comes out on friday she checks my cats again well she checks the cats for the first time apparently i don't know um She's like, yeah, they're not bad. They're doing good. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming it's your speed sensor. So I may not be able to come fix it today, but I am going to order the part. It might take a day to come. So let's plan for it tomorrow at 2 o'clock. I'll come and fix it. Take me about three hours. It will take me about half an hour, and it'll be like $300. I'm like, it was going to be, it was three, it cost me $335 to get my car shipped to Atlanta. So again, that's later. But at the time, I was like, 300 bucks. Cool. It's yours. Come fix it. Like, do what you got to do. So at that point, I'm like, excuse me, I'm really preparing to drive back to Atlanta. Like I knew that I just needed somewhere to stay for that night. Um, I figured that situation out. I ended up staying with a friend. Um, And the next morning comes Saturday. I'm like, cool. I'm just going to chill. I'm going to hang out. Shout out to my boy, Jerron from Let's Talk Bro. He comes and gets me, takes me to breakfast because I kind of, he knew I was in the city and I kind of told him what's going on. He's like, yo, I'll I'll take you out. Let me take you to breakfast, show you around a little bit uh, before you go. So shout out to him for coming to do that. Uh, Really make that Saturday really enjoyable for me because I was, again, like a lot of dope stuff happened over this past week. But I was just like, yo, why do I constantly have to deal with all this other shit and it's not even like just some other shit like this is like me getting home so by the time friday and saturday hit it's like really like a headache at this point because i'm realizing the seriousness of the situation because now like yeah it's like no more hotel stay like can't afford to do that like it was just a lot um and so saturday at 158, this mechanic calls me. Well, she didn't call me. She texts me. And she says, hey, so I'm not going to be able to repair your vehicle because you got a lot of codes. And I don't want to fix it and that not alleviate the problem before you get on the road. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I really wish you'd have told me this yesterday. Because I could have had my car shipped back to Atlanta already. I could have been on the bus right now, headed back to Atlanta. It's now Saturday, 2.30 in the afternoon. I'm still in Nashville. Shipping companies are not trying to take my phone call at 2 o'clock on a Saturday. Like Everybody's trying to be with their family and enjoy Saturdays. Like how I was trying to enjoy my Saturday on the road home, stopping, taking pictures in the mountains and all that good stuff. It was in this moment that I realized 
I don't give a fuck no more. I'm really like at this point now I'm pissed. Like now I'm irritated and I'm like, I just need to go home. I just need to figure out how I'm going to get home. I just want to go home. Like right now I looked up a couple more buses. Hopefully I was praying when I was pulling this app up that it was going to be some more buses leaving that day. Thankfully it was, it was one at five fifty-five and one at 10 that night. It's like at the push come to shove, I'm getting on the 10 o'clock. Um, I called a couple shipping companies. I'm like, yo, remember me from yesterday? Remember I canceled on you? Ha <laughs> ha, just kidding. I actually need your services. He was like, well, when do you need my services? I was like, immediately. I said, if somebody come get this car now, tell them to come right now. I'm ready to go, like, ASAP. Like, this is a done deal. What do I need to do? Where's the contract? We need, we need my debit card number for the deposit. Where's the pen? Is it, is it on? I'm a, where do I sign? Let's do this. After being on the phone with various companies for quite a bit of time, um, it was eventually decided that there's probably not going to be nobody to pick up my car that day. Most people were like, maybe tomorrow, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. I'm like, great. So how is this going to so I was like, so can I leave my key in the car and y'all just pick it up from here because I'm ready to go? He was like, yeah, sure. Like, you just leave your key somewhere. You could, We could tell the driver and... Um, whenever they pick it up, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, they'll, they'll be able to get it. They'll be able to get it shipped. So literally it was at that point, it was like three thirty, almost four. I was like, yeah, I'm getting on this five fifty five Greyhound to Atlanta. I'm ready to go. I told my homeboy, drop me off at the station. I put my key in my glove box. At that point, I didn't even know who the shipping company was. If I was going to be able to ship it, what the price was going to be. Cause they was like, the price might change. Like I just, I just didn't know. I literally left my car not knowing when, if, or how I was going to get it back home. I just knew I was finna go home. I was finna get on this gray out to the crib because I was tired. I wanted to get in my own bed. I wanted a nice fresh shower in my own shower. Like I was just done. I was over it. Like I was tired of just going through this. And so, yeah, I eventually got on the bus, got home. The Greyhound was the most disgusting. Like, I'm trying to find words to describe how horrible, how unfriendly the people were, the people who work for the station, like people in there yelling. It was like just... It was the one of the worst experiences I ever had. I don't know what happened to Greyhound over the past couple of years, but y'all got y'all need to get it together because it was a mess. Um, luckily, it wasn't one of those long eight, ten hour Greyhound rides. Home. It was only a couple hours, and I got back to Atlanta that night around midnight. And um, I've just been, you know, really trying to process everything over the past week. Um, my car did get shipped; it arrived back yesterday. Um, the company picked it up on Monday eventually and brought it back to me. I still don't know what's wrong with it for sure. Still doesn't really run that well. Um, but I made it and I did it and I experienced something truly great, um, over this past week. It's, it's a lot. I'm still processing, still kind of unpacking everything I just went through and I'm super excited for, for what's to come in the future. I now know that there's really a future in podcasting. I've experienced a lot of different trips and meetups and things like that in podcasting, but they've mostly been because I've planned them and I've orchestrated them. When I said, I'm going to go here and do this, I'm going to go meet up and do this. We're going to have birthday bash here and, 
you know, this was one of the first things that I intended that I didn't plan. And to know that there are other people, other black creatives that are finding their own way, that have their own studios, have their own organizations, companies and stuff like that, that are trying to do it just like me too. And the fact that everybody really just wants to support each other and wants to be there for each other and wants to help each other grow and see how we can build together. Because that's ultimately what it's about. You know, you can't really have a standalone business without having business partners, you know, other companies that you work with, buy products from, use their services to help your business run, too. So um, I'm super excited for everything that I just experienced. Um, but with all that being said, um, your boy is tired. OK, Um I'm just going to tell y'all this now. Um, I'm about to go on a slight hiatus from Diary of a Mad Black Man. Um, I don't know if I'm going to come back and do a season six. So, or if I'm going to come back and pick back up with season five. So I don't know right now if this is the season finale of season five or if this is like the pause on season five. Um, nine times out of ten, it probably is the conclusion of season five. Because when I come back, like with all my new knowledge and awareness and different resources and softwares and programs i want to redo my website and all that stuff nine times out of ten it probably will be coming back for season six so but again i can't say that for sure because i I don't know what this creative brain of mine is going to do in the future but what i can say is i'm not going to be dropping no episodes for a little minute at least a month or so i really want to focus time and attention to the black podcast club Focus on getting that podcast up and running. Focus on getting the structures in place um, so that way I can run multiple podcasts. Because I do have another concept that I really want to start to work on um, and produce episodes for. And also, I don't have a car right now in Atlanta. So it's a lot of just like real life shit happening to me too. And one of the things that I know is that I can't do it all at the same time. And a break is definitely needed. I need time to just regroup, kind of reset. You know, I just quit my job. I don't know how that's going to go, how money's going to flow. I got a lot of expenses with business and stuff like that. And I just don't want to overwork and burn myself out right now trying to still do everything for all of these things. You know, even though now I have more time and space, um, I would like to dedicate more time and space to the Black Podcast Club right now to really build that up to get again, get that go up and going. And um, I'll come back to Diary of a Mad Black Man eventually. Um, not sure when exactly. Um, and, and you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and make the decision right now. This is it, season five, season finale. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm not going to take no hiatus and come back like, oh, yeah, we're still doing season five. No, I'm coming back with season six. So I also know that I just want to do want to structure things a little differently because a lot of what I've talked about here has been a lot of my personal truths and experiences. And those are going to be things that I'm going to continue to share. Um, But I also want to get this book out. I really, really, really want to dedicate some more time to this book, writing this book and, you know, going through that process of becoming a published author, too. So that's another reason why I'm taking a little break from podcasting for Diary of a Mad Black Man right now. So, again, I'm not well, I'm not actually taking a break from podcasting. I'm just putting a pause on Diary of a Mad Black Man. Um, I definitely want to start to do more with social media for my podcast, um, do some IG lives. Um, so you guys tune in to check those out. I'll be doing some more of those um, during the hiatus just to kind of tap in. I want to get into reels and videos because 
Instagram is no longer just for pictures and I'm noticing now when I post reels it, it like it gets more attention and favors the algorithm favors that more now and it's just, it's just a lot going on that I kind of want to be a little bit more strategic and intentional about with what I do with Diary of a Mad Black Man and um yeah last thing I want to say is I appreciate y'all I really appreciate everybody who has listened to an episode, who has supported my journey, who has reached out, who has sent me a DM, who has commented, who has donated, like, and even, that's another reason why I want to take a hiatus, because I've done a lot in just, in in the mindset of trying to survive, in a sense, and trying to build a business and a brand in, in survival mode, and a lot of times, you know, I wasn't intentional i was just doing stuff just to do it and try it out but i want to do do, i want to make a plan i really want to make a solid plan and stick to that plan because i've kind of done that before in the past made business plans made social media plans podcast plans and as soon as something doesn't go right i deviate from that plan or i do something different and i think that's part of a reaction from being in survival mode like when you're in survival mode if something doesn't work then you find something else out because all you're trying to do is survive but it's like no let's try to make this work let's try to stick to this schedule and and stick to this plan and stick to this outline and stick to this format so because now i understand that the importance of having like a production schedule and a show outline and you know i just want to structure things a little differently and so yeah that's why i'm going to be on hiatus for a little minute um it's funny because episode 120 means after five seasons like i ended my first season at episode 20 so it's literally been 100 episodes with a microphone so i think that's another good way to kind of conclude season five and even though i did just decide in this moment that it is going to be the conclusion of season five but i even came into this episode to this series knowing that this was going to be in like i've been feeling the need for a break for a while my anxiety has been all over the place especially you know with a lot of stress and stuff that came with working that last job I was just at and it's just a lot I just need some time to really focus on getting Blake together before Blake can be Blake the pie father before I can be the host and author of Diary of a Mad Black Man like the real man that y'all are listening to he needs a little break and I'm gonna give him that and I'm not gonna be at first, I was like, how are you going to take a break? And you just did all this stuff. You just went to podcast movement. Well, you know what? Mental health comes first. Self-love, self-care, I come first. And um, I hope you all will acknowledge that and do that for yourselves, too. Um, and like I said, I have the space to to do it now, the time, so I'm not working full-time anymore. Um, so who knows? This hiatus may not last as long as I anticipated, which I, I'm thinking at least a month or two. Um, But it may not, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But definitely this is the end of season five, Diary of a Mad Black Man. I appreciate everybody. Again, shout out to Afros and Audio, um, Talib, Latrice, Africa. Thank y'all so much for um, just being so supportive, so encouraging, for helping me out throughout the process. Like these people pay for my food, send me money to make sure I was good. Like that's really what community and support is all about. It's really just being there and doing something for somebody when they're in a crisis. And I'm super just thankful and appreciative for all the opportunities that I've had and that are still coming. So again, this is it for season five. I'll I'll catch, I'll check y'all again towards the end of the year with season six. 
Um, be sure y'all follow me in the social media world. Check the description box and where you can find me. Um, follow the Black Podcast Club on all social media platforms. I'm going to get that podcast up and running because I also want to start to, again, expand my network, meet other dope black creatives and podcasters and find out more about what they're doing, how they're growing in this space. And yeah, that's really it, y'all. So thank y'all for listening, for following my journey. Again, I don't know when I'll return with season six, but know that I'll be back one day. So appreciate y'all for um, listening, tuning in, and I'm out. Peace.